Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having in the agency. I'm Peter Ujicic, head of technology at Situation, and I have two wonderful guests with me in the studio today. Uh, returning to the podcast, we have Kevin Fitzpatrick, one of our senior interactive producers. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Peter. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for being here. And we have a new person, a new voice to the podcast this week, uh, Roz Pressman, who is our uh, senior marketing managing manager for television at the agency. Hey, Roz. Hey. Welcome. Great to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, today's episode of Inside Situation is a little bit of a follow-up to an episode that we did a little while ago uh, that we called Tommy, Can You Hear Me? That was with myself and Randy and Katrin, where we talked about the overwhelming deluge of digital communication in our lives. And uh, when we were talking to some folks in the agency about follow-up topics, uh, both Roz and Kevin kind of raised their hand and said, oh, I could talk about that topic all day long. So we're going to put them to the test to see if that's really true. But specifically, this episode of the podcast, I'm hoping that it's going to be a little bit of a, a life hacker episode where we actually, instead of just talking about and agreeing on the fact that we all have too much volume of stuff in our lives. What we really want to talk about is how do we, what are the specific solutions that we bring to bear to kind of make our lives better? But before we jump in, Kevin and Roz, would you please uh, briefly describe what it is you do here at the agency? Roz, why don't we start with you? Sure. So I'm on the account side and I specifically head up our TV team. So I work um, directly with our TV clients on marketing campaigns. Fantastic. A growing, ever-growing portion yes. of what we do here at Situation, a very exciting one. And Kevin, uh, I know some of our listeners probably know, but could you just refresh them what it is you do here? Sure. I am an interactive producer, uh, which is very similar to being a project manager. I mainly manage schedules and budgets, but um, I work very closely with the development team and on developing the website and coming up with a plan to do so. So I think it's fair to say that both of you guys have to be organized to effectively do your job. I mean, everybody does to some extent, but you know, if you don't stay on top of the flood of new information coming into the system, that could really impact your ability to do your job. Mm-hmm. So Roz, I know you kind of have a little bit of a backstory specifically with organization of email that kind of led you to led you on a crusade <laughs> to find find better tools and better tactics. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I have always loved email emails just in general. And um, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day of the dial up modem days, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the AOL. And mm-hmm. so my my parents, I don't know, I think they just completely made this up, but they used to make me put a dime into a jar every time I dialed up because I was so obsessed with checking to see if I had email. And this is when I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12. Um, and so when I graduated college, my first job out of college was um, at something called the Philly Apartment Company, which was in Philadelphia. And it's a real estate company that works primarily with renters. So it was 100% commission, um, and we got hundreds, if not thousands, of inquiries every single day for renters looking for apartments. So um, I was a licensed real estate agent, but my most of my job was centered around helping renters pair with their perfect apartments. And every single person that came through my inbox, they needed to be kept track of because if mm. they went out on their own and rented an apartment that we had a connection with, I could still get paid. So I developed this 
crazy email organization follow-up system that um, the company actually, at least when I left, they were using it to train new agents, which is kind of funny. They called it the Pressman method. Um, nice. And, it, and um, honestly, I never lost a single renter. I, I mean, it, it took a lot of time and a lot of dedication, but um, I made sure that I answered every single email, that there was not a single renter that I let drop off the planet without, you know, hearing if they either rented or didn't rent. Um, and because of that, I made sure I got all my money because when you're working 100% commission, you can't afford to not do that. So That's fascinating. So whether it was you paying a dime every time you dialed up or <laughs> getting paid to follow up, you've had a financial incentive yes. tied to email <laughs> since you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. That's true. We're having so, a psychology session. We right are. Now. Tell me more about no. Uh <laughs> that's really really interesting. So so uh I for myself, I long since gave up the concept of having an inbox that had nothing in it. For for many yeah. years my goal was to, you know, clear out my inbox, filter things into files, and then as search got better, I I, I know I I changed personally in thinking about what my relationship to email was. Uh instead of treating each one like something that had to be dealt with. I think nowadays it's more common that I think of it as a river that sometimes <laughs> I catch a fish in and, you know, but there's lots of other fish that go by. And does that metaphor resonate with either of you do, or do you still see email as something that you, uh, everything that comes in, you, you deal with in some capacity? Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Every single oh, yeah. email that comes in. Wow. There's even, not anything even like, that slips. So, but what about, what about like the spam? What about like vendor solicitations or invitations to webinars that have nothing to do with you? Delete. Okay. All right. So you're actively, do you have a zero inbox? Yeah. I, Evan, nice. I don't, but I, it's a daily goal. You it is a daily it, goal. Yeah. I actually get up every morning. I have a commute here from New Jersey, bring my iPad. I use Outlook for iOS you could swipe on it, like so. I archive so that there's there's three methods. I I know I subscribe pretty much to what they call the getting things done methodology, okay. which was invented by David Allen. It's got a little bit of a cult behind it, but that's scary. So don't <laughs> worry about that. But uh, basically, what what happens is he believes that when you get an email or a letter, and he dealt back in the paper days, there's only three possibilities for that. Okay, the first possibility is I got to do something. The second possibility is. I don't got to do anything, just archive it. And the third possibility is, well, maybe it's useful information. I should file it for future use whenever I need it. Hmm. But, but those are the three possibilities that anybody could possibly have with an email or a communications that are sent to them as far as next steps. So I, I noticed that one of those options is just not ignore it and leave it there. Yes. Right. <laughs> so there, I think that's my option that I – Well, that would be saved for later kind of. Like I might get – like I might need this. Oh, but you shouldn't have it in your inbox. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you inbox is what it. it is. It's an inbox. Right. Well, right. all right. Well, let, let's talk about <laughs> the inbox. Means to be nothing should be in it, and right. it should be files. So, so let's let's get into the nitty gritty of of some of the actual things that you do. So, you have all your email coming in, uh, and you you you're constantly moving things into different folders. You're you said you're. I actually don't use different folders. I actually find it a total waste of time. Oh, good. Please because I, I think it's like you know I know there's people who organize things by clients and they do everything, but search works really well. I feel like, you know, and I, right now if I want to search, I have a great email program that I could search and almost find anything within seconds. Well, but that's my question: is if you're filing it, but you're not using folders, where do they go if they're not in your inbox? So there's two folders. Okay. There's archive, uh -huh. hold. Well, actually three: archive, hold, and follow up. 
But right nowadays, I don't even bother with them. Now there's just like archive. I see. Because I even got tired of that. So right now, <laughs> basically what I'm doing is I don't really depend on my email to go back and reference something. So what I do is I, I, I read the email. I take those three things in my mind, right, mm-hmm. uh, which are either I, I would go where I have to do something. And if I have to do something, it goes into another program I use called OmniFocus, which is a to-do manager. Got it. Okay, so in the, in OmniFocus, that's where everything heads. And I could just type – actually, OmniFocus is so easy that all I have to do is like send an email to OmniFocus and then it ends up in OmniFocus. So if I'm still in my email program and somebody says, you know, buy dog food, right? Mm-hmm. Or my wife sends me an email that says buy dog food. Actually, I don't have a dog. So – but <laughs> – That would be she said, you know, <laughs> she, But just say, say she did, right? So – and I, I'd be like, okay. So what I'm going to do is just open up another email. Send it to my OmniFocus email address and put on the subject line, buy dog food. Hit send. goes right to OmniFocus. I don't even need to think about it anymore. Now it's in there. It's in the system and it's going to get processed. Okay. And we'll get to OmniFocus in a bit. But the the thing is, is, is it, it's that quick capturing of things. And the same right. thing, like OmniFocus is, is uh, also ever-present. Say like somebody like Jeremy Kraus comes up to me. I'm using Jeremy as a great example because he's, he always, come up, he's actually always comes up to me. And, and, and he's also been mentioned on the, the podcast uh, almost every week. I think, the last <laughs> but he asks me so to Jeremy do something in most, most conversations, mm-hmm. right? And then I have to remember that. So if I'm at my desk, I, OmniFocus has a quick capture key where I hit control, option, space, and you just type and it pops up a little dialog box. You just type it and it goes captured. And it would say like, remind me, like. You just type it in. You don't even have to do. So you type it, it goes into an inbox and we'll get further into like a whole processing thing. You know, if you guys let me talk about that. <laughs> um, well, no, that's, but, that's the goal. All right. So you use your email program as sort of a triage. That's the gatekeeper. That's where some stuff comes in and you decide from there if it goes into this other system, OmniFocus, or gets archived. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that makes the cut and goes into, okay, I have to do something with this, you're putting that into OmniFocus. Exactly. And everything pretty much gets archived at this point. I see. So once I'm finished with it, I just archive it. I don't. I used to do it in an email and organize everything, and then I just got too – I used to have actually archive uh, to do – or no, archive follow-up and holds. And hold mm-hmm. was like that information that you just wanted to keep like right. you know, just a handy reference information. And then you know, follow-up was obviously follow-up and – Archive was, I don't need you. So you're using a second system, which is OmniFocus, mm-hmm. to be people that come up to you and have conversations, things that you might – when you think of things on the train later uh, that you maybe forgot to put in, do you also send those into OmniFocus? Mm-hmm. That is your to-do list. You have centralized. That's the heart of your – That is the heart Here's of what everything. I have to do. That's interesting. So the email is there and I take care of it and I go through every single one of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't uh, – I don't use email as a organizational system because I don't, you know. Then you're, you, I don't know. I, I don't. Well, it's love not it. great at that. There, there are other tools that might be better at doing that. But you know, you can make it good, and you yeah. can make it work, and you have. Yeah. So well, it's interesting. Um, I do. I want to get more into the the Pressman system, the patented <laughs> Pressman <laughs> email organization system for making a million dollars. No, but Roz, can how do do does what re- Kevin said resonate with you at all, or do you? stay in email as your primary organizational program? So I, what he says definitely resonates with me, but not so much the email part, um, the centralizing everything. So I, I'm a big, I love crossing things off my to-do list, whether that means physically crossing something off a piece of paper or deleting something from a task or from a calendar. But what I do is I have my email organization system, but then I have um, my calendar, which has like literally everything from 
call Jeremy to, you know, pick up this thing to don't forget to practice your presentation. Um, and then I have tasks within my inbox, but that usually only relates to work stuff. So it would be like, don't forget to send Jordan XYZ. So mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so it would, I'm, when Kevin first mentioned this um, a couple weeks ago about OmniFocus, I was really curious about it because I, I consider myself a very efficient person. And I think the way that I'm doing things, I've been doing it for so long, I am efficient at it, but having everything in one place, I think would be helpful. So I'm looking into it. The problem is it's a commitment. You have to pay for it. It's not super cheap. I mean, it's not really expensive, but you know, like 40 bucks, 80 bucks for have it on two devices. Um, that, you know, that's like, is it worth it for me to just test it out? Right. Um, so I'm toying with that, well, but you can it definitely download resonates. a trial for the desktop, but you don't have a Mac at work. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I have a Mac at home, but not at work. So, and is it better to have it on your phone or your desk? You know, so there's all these things that I'm like, I have to, I have yeah. it on my to-do list actually to look into it. Well, and Kevin, I know from having conversations with you previously that you are, uh, I don't, I'm not going to embarrass you by asking what your uh, budget for, for exploring new apps is, but I know you're not afraid to, <laughs> to advocate strongly for things that you find that are, are a benefit and that are worth that investment to you. Is that, is that fair to say? It's very true. I've definitely slowed down in the past year as far as my app obsession. Uh, <laughs> no, I had to see a psychologist and stuff now, <laughs> but, uh, I think, well, you're sub- on or, or either that or I kind of bought everything that's already in the app store. I don't know which right. one. Right. You're supporting, <laughs> you're supporting independent developers. That's, exactly. that's a good thing. No, but I don't mind if something is going to work and I like, you know, I just, I just personally like computer technology organization and kind of just what I'm into. And, and Roz, you touched on uh, one of the challenges being kind of a cross-platform consideration. Kevin, I know that's one of the things you've looked at too. Mac, are there certain things that uh, OmniFocus, I'm assuming, is, is Mac PC agnostic or is it? It's just Mac. It's, it's just Mac. Okay. So for our PC listeners, uh, and there's no cloud version of OmniFocus. It has, it's app-based. But there's lots of other similar tools right. that Kevin there also is, knows There's about. also Todoist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, which is, I think, is one of the most popular cross-platform ones. Okay, which kind of uses the same methodology as OmniFocus. It's become really popular, you know, within a certain crowd of people who felt that, uh, like me, who felt that things were just overwhelming. Yeah. And especially having a job like I do, where people are just coming to you all the time asking you to do things. Sure, it doesn't matter. It could be an instant message. It could be, like I said, Jeremy or somebody else coming over to me and being like, "Hey, could you do this for me?" Or you. You know, my wife text messages me or, I, you know, there's there's plenty of things just coming out and they're just flying everywhere at you, mm-hmm. you know, and right. it's just it's not just your email. Your email is probably the most out of all of them. But there there's just so many different things in a meeting. After a meeting, you always got to remember right. to do you it because notes on your there's always something yeah. you got to do after a meeting. That's the point of a meeting. Well, I, and I, I, I'm interested to to maybe check out OmniFocused or, or Todoist because I think one of my strategies is I will email myself. So I'm kind of compounding the problem. But, yeah. but if I'm on the train, I will send an email to myself. Or if I'm in social media, a lot of times I'll see something in Twitter I want to follow up. I'll just add it to the pile of my email. So I'm kind of doing something similar well, to you. Well, that's why I love the OmniFocus was because that is one of the only programs that allows you to email yourself where you get a dedicated OmniFocus email address and mm. you just email. Because so many people are used to it. Randy does that too. Right. Everybody does that. They mm, all email themselves. And I think it took that thing and put it into a more useful place. Well, Except- and I, I think what you're saying is you are the only one who knows that email address. So yes. you're, you are de facto creating kind of a firewall 
call, right. that the only stuff that ends up in OmniFocus uh, has been vetted by you as important. Yeah, it's a so really think, weird long email address. Well, but I think, yeah, I think that is maybe that you've hit on a, a real key of the only way something gets in here is because I've given it permission exactly. to be there. But so the way that you do it with emailing yourself but you just said you have a lot of fishes that go by yeah. and you don't catch them. I sure do. So does that mean that even your own reminders sometimes you just for, like you forget about them? Um, yes, sometimes. I, I, I do. I ignore myself. That talk about a therapy <laughs> session. That that could be something we spend a while on. Um, I I do. Yeah. No. There will be. And it, honestly, it depends on the volume. One of the first things I do in the morning is you know maybe I'll check Twitter. Very early on, sometimes I'll see something and I will email it to myself. But by the time I get into the office to kind of maybe take ac- action on that, mm-hmm. there may be 50 more emails right. ahead of it. And yeah, all the time I forget about that thing that I wanted to look at later because right. it's just gone downstream. But one thing that you talked about, Roz, that I, I do find very helpful for myself is, is your use of your calendar, which is to block yourself off to do things. It's not if you think of your calendar not just as meetings with other people, but many times I will put time against my work calendar to say I have to do R and D on this thing, mm-hmm. and I there'll be a hold on that. And you know I, I like to try and put a note in there saying if you'd like to schedule over this time, let me know and I'll try to move it. But by de- it's kind of a defensive mechanism to make sure that my day doesn't get right. crazy and that I actually have time to do the things that I do. Yeah, I think that um, working at a situation where our calendars are all open, that was one of the biggest shocks for me coming from <laughs> the corporate world. And um, so that's something that I noticed a lot of people doing, like saying, you know, I need to work on this presentation for these two hours, you know, try not to book over. Right. Um, so I actually don't use my work image calendar for any of those kind of reminders, just because I understand that people don't want to see that that taken up slot. They want to know actually what I'm free, but I, right. I use like my Gmail calendar for things like that. And even if it's not actually blocking out like two to three, I have to do this. It's more just like, don't forget. And then you get the pop-ups on your phone. And then if I can't do it at that time, I'll just move it. Right. But it is definitely, and actually, I don't know if OmniFocus has something similar where if I have to call Jeremy, email Jordan and say hello to Peter, and I have usually those three as pop-ups on my calendar, on my Gmail. It, does OmniFocus have a similar thing? Well, OmniFocus, I mean, there's two things in life. There's timed events right. and then there's to-do lists. So timed events are things that you set aside time for, like a meeting, mm-hmm. and then the dues. So the OmniFocus gives you your calendar at the bottom and it gives you your to-dos. Oh, okay. So you got your calendar and your to-dos. Now, if you wanted to block yourself out at a specific time, that's great, but it doesn't make any assumptions. It okay. just assumes you're free and you're going to be able to knock through this to-do list. Um, what OmniFocus does, which is interesting, uh, to me is, is like the whole inbox methodology. It's, it's really based off the getting things done is the idea that you have to capture something the minute it pops into your mind or the minute that somebody tells you something right? or that this, because so many times you'll be on the train ride home or you'll be in the car driving and all of a sudden something just pops into your head that you have to do. Right. Or that you forgot to do. Yeah. 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 That you forgot to do and we're humans. Right. Right. So that happens all the time. Um, so the idea of OmniFocus is to be able to capture anything, anywhere. It even integrates into Siri. So if I'm in my car and I have to be like, you know, I'm driving, I have I could just pick it up and say, you know, add buy dog food to my OmniFocus. For this non-existent you know, dog. To Siri. Yeah. And then Siri will put it right in. Siri actually goes through reminders and then goes right into OmniFocus. Interesting. Right after that. so And I'm sure that they're working on uh, more integrations with things like Alexa, and we're seeing mm-hmm. a lot more I'm sure. kind of uh, those voice-activated So their, their main thing is, you know, and on a computer, you hit two keys, and it pops up a box, and you just type it in, 
let it go. And it all goes into the inbox. You just have to get it right off your mind. That's the idea is get it off your mind. Right. You know, right. and if you get it off your mind, you'll live like a less stressful life, which I do subscribe to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. because if you, yeah. if you, if you put everything that you, if you know that everything is out of your head and in onto a piece of paper or just somewhere, you're, you'll be much better off psychologically. Yeah. So what, what are, let, I, I think clearly uh, probably our listeners, I know myself, are all going to, right after we're done with the podcast, going to go check out OmniFocus. What are some of the other things that you use tactically? And I, I love, I love Kevin, how you kind of zoomed out and said, you know, as long as you, the, the, the idea of getting something out of your head means that you don't have to worry because you know it is someplace where you can deal with it. You're not going to forget to do it. So I think, are there other tools that you guys can advocate or other techniques or, or tricks that you use to kind of also contribute to that feeling of, not panicking as much over the volume of stuff there it's, is to do. It's a, probably less about the tools and more about the ideas. You know, the mm-hmm. tools and the t- tools push the ideas, but anybody could do these ideas. You know, Randy here has a has a notebook that she right. uses, and she has her own OmniFocus whole methodology <laughs> on that notebook. Right, right. So, and, it, and it's less that the guy who wrote "Getting Things Done" is seventy years old. He uses paper. He mm. says that he admits it. I don't use. He uses folders. He files mm. things into folders and. The first folder is called the inbox, and then he opens that folder, you know, once in a while, once a day, and puts things into different things, you know, to do, to hold, you know. So mm-hmm. it's 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 different. But, um, but I would I would say it's fair to say that the two of you believe that technology can be applied to this process, and that definitely you yeah. have a preference for that than the paper mm-hmm. method, yeah, because um, you can take it anywhere. Yeah, I, I can't take my thing. stack of actual folders with me when I'm going to see my sister in Boston, right. Yeah, but, but no. I, I totally agree um, that it's more like the mindset and I think of it as a lifestyle organization being organized, especially with email and all of the different things coming at you. It, it really is a lifestyle. And I, mm-hmm. I think that um, in the past, I've actually created entire email organization systems, um, spe- or presentations for companies that I worked at to show some tips and tricks that you could learn um, that you could use in Outlook because Outlook has so many tools. They have follow-up flags. They have reminders. They have making things different colors. There's lots of things just in Outlook alone that everybody has um, that people, a lot of people just don't know. Um, and so I've created these presentations and every single time without fail after I do that, people are like, okay, I'm going to go back to my desk and take an hour and just do some sorting. And what happens is they do that once and then tomorrow it's right back up you know, at 10,000 emails, 80,000 emails. And um, I kind of equate it to you know, if you want to get in shape. Mm-hmm. If you just go to the gym once, that doesn't do anything for you. Right. You have to do it every single day. Uh, maybe not every day for going to the gym, but for organization every single day. I am constantly looking through my to-do list, looking through my inbox, um, looking through even my my pictures on my phone because I screen th- my screenshot things instead of like emailing myself, look at this thing on Twitter, I'll screenshot the tweet so I remember to go back later. So I am constantly trolling every single you know, output or input that I have to see what I need to be doing next. And I think OmniFocus could help consolidate that. But it is a lifestyle. You have to remember to check it. Yeah. You have to make that every single time you see an email that you don't need, delete it right away. Archive it right away. Don't just let it sit there because then that's how your inbox gets really big. So to, to follow up with your, your metaphor of going to the gym, what are some of the exercises <laughs> or the techniques that you think give people the most bang for their buck. I think you make a very compelling case for why people need to commit to staying organized every day, but from either from the, the presentations you've given previously, or what, what are two or three things that you think most people don't use that you think could really help them out if they commit to kind of 
making sure they make them part of their organization strategy every single day. I mean, I'm a big believer in folders and in email. I love folders because it gets it out of my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that. What what about, what about auto uh, automatically funneling stuff into folders? Are you pro or con? Um, Mostly con just because I like to see things. Mm -hmm. But um, for example, we had Mark, our social engagement supervisor. He, um, he gets like a million emails from Snapchat a day. And so I showed him that he can auto filter those and he can right. like kind of scroll through them, you know, a couple times a day if he needs to. Um, I don't, I don't get any emails like that that are so spammy that it's like clogging up my inbox. So I don't do that, but I, you know, I, I would if, if I had that issue. <laughs> Just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think also the follow-up flags in Outlook, that's something that you can do on a daily basis is learn how to use them, you know, come see me if, if you don't know how I can show you super quickly um, and just making that a consistent part of your routine. So well, describe for, for those of our listeners who can't come see you, describe what how they function a little bit. Um, so an example would be Kevin sends me an email and says, um, hey, I need this thing by, you know, Oct- October 15th. So I say, great, I'll get it back to you. So I would put a follow-up flag for like October 12th as a reminder. And that means it's like this little actual flag in Outlook that you click and you can like choose the date. Um, so just look in like the top right corner of your Outlook. And um, and then I would take that email, which now has the follow-up flag and move it into my folder that says, you know, stuff for Kevin. And then on October 12th, on the right side of my inbox, there's all these flags that I have and I just go through them and I say, oh yeah, I got to send, I have to, I have to send Kevin that. So, and I can even set a reminder too. So it actually pops up like a calendar, um, invite too. So it's like a really great way to keep your inbox mm. clean, but not forget that you have to do something. Right. Right. It scratches both of those itches. Yeah. You don't want that pile, but you, yeah. you are dealing with it. You've created a mechanism to remind yourself. Right. I know in, in some of the newer versions of uh, Outlook, I think Outlook for the iPhone, at least, there's an option if you swipe in a particular direction, instead of the swipe left to delete. Oh, no, I'm a swiper. I love it. You swipe <laughs> right, and it, yeah. there's an option to, like, send it to yourself again. Well, you can decide up. what you want those things to do. Yeah. You oh, know, you so I have one that's archive and the other's delete. Right. So I don't, but you could probably send it to another folder, like, if you had a follow-up folder, so you could be yeah. like, you know, archive, follow-up, archive, follow-up, and just keep going through your list, which is cool. So as the tools evolve, it behooves you to learn what's new about the tools. Because yeah. clearly yeah. there are lots of people that are trying to create more order out of chaos and, and uh, stay on top of their things while still not feeling overwhelmed by it all. And right. I think that's right. key psychologically. The mm. problem, though, with the example that I just gave with these follow-up flags is that if you actually did go through and follow-up flag everything, then you'd have a million follow-up flags, and it's just as bad as having a million emails. Mm. So, again, like I – multiple times a day, I'm going through my list to see what I can cut off to see, oh yeah, actually Kevin came and told me I don't need to do that. I can just uncheck that. So you do have to be diligent about it. That's, I mean, unfortunately, that's just the reality is you have to maintain any kind of organization thing, even if you can put something into place right away. Right. I think, I think during the day, I just follow up on that. What I like to do is I I have a ritual every morning on the train. I go through my iPad, I add things into my OmniFocus, then I go into OmniFocus and I process them all. Do you need service for that? Can you? Does it work offline, or do you have to have cell phone? It service? works offline. So if I'm on the subway, I could use yeah, it and so? then you could sync it later. Oh, okay. So you should probably sync before you get on the subway, right? So this way you have all your latest information, and then you could do everything, and then you could sync it later. Well, that's that reminds me of an app that I've been using recently. Uh, that uh, for nutrition, it's a similar kind of thing when you have that app. 
Uh, I want to give the name of it because uh, in case people are interested, it's really great app. My Fitness Pal. Oh, yeah. under- oh, no, that is yeah. great. I love that. I've used yeah. it. Similar kind of thing. It's hooked into a database. It allows me to keep track of it. Mm-hmm. But I think to what you're saying, Roz, it allows you to really, you do have to do it every day. And it yeah. actually reward. you know, it, it gives you like props for coming right. back re- repeatedly. And I think it's a, it's a smart use of technology to kind of really help you stay on track of something that's important to keep track of. Definitely. I've used that before. Um, I just should note that MyFitnessPal and OmniFocus did not pay us to do this They podcast. certainly didn't. But if they're interested in <laughs> underwriting Inside Situation, they should contact us at podcast at situation.myc, as well as our listeners should feel free to send us any feedback, any comments. Uh, we'd love to hear We'd love to hear what you guys use to stay organized. Um, Roz and Kevin, I want to thank you guys so much for coming in today. I'm sure we could talk about this for many, many more hours. I'm sure this conversation <laughs> isn't done, but thank you so much both for, for being here. Thank you. This is great. Great. Cool. And we'll talk to you, our listeners, again in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much. Thank you.